0: This episode is sponsored by Bedfordshire Hot Tubs. Relaxing in a jacuzzi is the perfect way to keep calm and carry on. Hello and welcome back to Keep Calm and Carry On. How are you guys doing this week? How's it going out there? Are you staying out of the rain? Oh my goodness, what a gear change. I love talking about the weather. I mean, don't we? It's true British style. Anyway... This episode, of course, is sponsored by our wonderful Bedfordshire Hot Tubs and oh my goodness, do we need it at the moment? You know what, it's the perfect thing in the rain. My kids just love it at any time of day. I have to be careful actually because they'd go swimming in the night. (laughs) But no, we have so much fun with it. So um, big shout out to Bedfordshire Hot Tubs. If you guys want to go and check them out... Uh, their website is uk. so go and have a look at them it is a beautiful thing to have I cannot recommend them highly enough and if you want to call them up and have a chat ask them about us um, then please quote carry on and they will give acting for others a lovely donation which I think is worth doing anyway so just give them a call <laughs> So, we have a very special guest for you today. Wow, what a talent she is. We actually recorded this episode a couple of months back and things have slightly changed since then. Oh, my special guest today, what a songbird she is. Many of you would have seen her on The X Factor. Of course, she was our Eurovision favourite. She went on to be our beautiful waitress, which I saw her in in London. Um, and she, of course, went into Les Miserables. She is now going back into Waitress on tour, which I think is new news. Um, so go and grab your tickets and go and see her, because I promise you, it is worth it. Welcome the gorgeous songbird, Lucy Jones. Lucy, thank you for coming on my podcast. How are you
1: doing? Thanks for having me. This is so fun. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. It's nice
0: to see you. How's How's things? I mean, how's how's your last year been? I mean, for us as in theater this is this has been pretty tough hasn't it i mean i'm going straight in there straight in there for the last <laughs> year of horror <laughs> we might as well we might as
1: well yeah it's it's not been the the most incredible year and lots of plans were scuppered and um but to be completely honest i've i've been alright i have been alright as things as you know as lots of my friends go and like this scale of people having to leave london because they mm-hmm. have no work and they can't afford to live here or have nothing to do so I need to find another job and I've been teaching as soon as the lockdown started last year yeah I love teaching I really do love it and I just put out a post on social media and said does anyone fancy doing a couple of lessons and I got um in that first week I got about a thousand emails from people so I was like okay cool this is good (laughs) then I can do this um and I was speaking to friends uh, who were doing the same thing, who were going, oh, my God, you're going to hate it. You're going to hate it. Teaching on Zoom is so weird. And um, I loved it. I'm still mm-hmm. doing it. I love it. And I will continue to do it. It's become a business that I'm now going to run in the future, mm-hmm. which I love. Um, so I've been doing that. But I've been really lucky with things like the, with the streaming services, doing yeah. drive-in events and doing, you know, the Leave a Light on concerts. And Yay. I did a full musical and in on Zoom, you know. So there's been, there has been amazing opportunities like that. Um, not to say that it's been easy mm-hmm. because it definitely hasn't. Um, but yeah, interesting year. Interesting year. Yeah. I have fared quite well and I'm very aware of that and I'm very lucky. Um, but yeah.
0: How about you? Yeah, well, the same thing. I mean, it was it was crazy, wasn't it? Especially for the, I felt for people who were doing the shows the most because a lot of them turned up didn't they and did their warm-ups and then got told at six o'clock to go home and that 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 was brutal um and and I guess and for you I mean you were doing so many amazing things like you'd just on your one like one woman show you were doing waitress you were doing you know you 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 were like everywhere doing brilliant things And then, like, I think that's really tough for it to stop at that point, you know, when, when you're on a roll and, like, you, you had this album out, you had... You know, lots of things were a high for you. For then to, you yeah. know, for them to put it on hold for well, what we didn't know was going to be a year, that must have been yeah. difficult.
1: Yeah, no, it was, it was. It's kind of a yay and nay on that because, mm. yes, I mean, I've been on the road for 10 years trying to crawl myself <laughs> into a West End show, trying to get myself to that, um, you know, to be ready to do that and to, to warrant getting that audition and doing well and being awarded the role and the job. Um, and so for when it kind of finally came around and I mean, you know, I've talked to you about it, my my start of Waitress was an interesting time anyway. Um, so then I eventually got into the show and I was in the run Uh and then Sarah Brellis came over to do her six-week run. and I, Dave and I were literally due to go back on the 23rd of March. And that's when we went into lockdown. So yes, it was gutting for that reason. And yes, the album was about to come out and we'd just done the concert. And mm. so I was kind of like, ah, oh, all this amazing stuff. Is it all going to be for nothing? But because I, I was fortunate enough to be in that position where I was doing things... I was at the front of people's minds for things like mm. streaming. Mm. And then when I posted about teaching people who would maybe seen me in a show or mm. <clears throat> seen the concert or heard a bit of the album so far or whatever, it was recent enough that they thought of me then for things, you know? Yeah, so, So it, it was, uh, obviously, it was completely devastating to not go back to Waitress and to finish that job. But... Having just been in waitress was definitely a very helpful thing yeah, for, the, for the last year.
0: Yeah. You, you said, uh, I mean, we did talk about I remember actually, I think you came on our, our Acting Up podcast and you were about, that's a good couple of years ago, though, isn't it? And you were doing your waitress auditions and it was all crazy. Yeah, but we couldn't talk about it. We couldn't talk about it on the show because it was all being happened. And then we spoke afterwards, I was like, oh my God. Um, So tell us a bit. I mean, now you can talk about it a little bit. Tell us a little bit about how, I guess it's two questions. Tell us about how that happened. And also, you you say about that you basically paying your dues to get into a West End show. Mm -hmm. I I mean, I want to talk about that more, really, because obviously you kicked off your. I guess you came onto our screens in X Factor, and suddenly everybody knew your name. Everyone knew who you were. Was it then a, um, a, a natural? Uh, was it then a um, you wanted to go to a Western show, or did you not want to follow that pop career, follow that crazy, yeah, you know, um... insane train that you were on? <laughs> Sorry, that's <It's>... two questions. <laughs> no, it's
1: fine. I'll do. I'll do that one first because that one kind of leads then into the. Perfect. Paint, you know, paying your dues and then getting the West End show. So very well, well thought out there, kind <laughs> of, um, So I always loved theatre. When I was a kid, I would go and see everything that came to Cardiff, whether it was a play, a musical, a ballet, an opera, anything that came. Um, I used to go and see things that me and my mum had no idea what what they were and they were wildly inappropriate for a child to go and see and we'd sit there kind of going, Oh, okay. <laughs> this is why are we
0: here do you remember anything do you remember anything vividly that
1: you saw I um do you know what I saw um I was a bit older then so I do do really remember it clearly but I saw the fame tour that Simon Lipkin, Jodie Jacobs, that cast did and it came to Cardiff for a week it did eight shows at the new theatre and I saw it five times (gasps) I just love I love musicals I love theatre and I've always done that and I did uh, a musical theatre sixth form kind of uh, uh, B-tech at uh, A-level age um, and I loved it absolutely loved it it was always my my kind of dream and goal to do it professionally to have a job on the stage or you know behind the stage or so on the stage or wherever I could go. Did you
0: do dance did you do any theatre when you were a kid? Did
1: mm-hmm. Yes uh, local theatre amateur dramatic like companies and things like that I, I think I was part of like four or five Every. from the age of 10 <laughs> to 18. Um, I did loads of cool stuff. We did um, The last thing I did before I did X Factor, we did High School Musical 2 in uh, a circus big top tent in Cardiff, wow. which seated like 3,000 people. It was awesome. Oh, my uh, God. And the, the first thing that's I a ever big, did was... That's a big show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was awesome. But the first thing I ever did was um, the Cardiff Gang Show, which is like scouts and guides and... Like they all come together to do a variety show every other year. Um, and I had to solo in in that show, which I then did for my album last year at that concert. Uh so that kind of went full circle, which was a nice little thing. But anyway, yeah, I wanted to do it. I auditioned at I think like twelve or thirteen places when I was seventeen and I didn't get recalled in anywhere. I didn't get in anywhere, I didn't get recalled. No. So it was always the plan. Um, but I'm I'm a really I'm I'm really not a great dancer and that's what all my feedback was it was like you have a lovely voice and you tell a story very well but it's then even more disappointing when you dance
0: (laughs) I was like oh that's that's brutal especially when you're little I mean I know yeah but I I mean you know what though for people to hear that because I I mean I talk about and I'm sure you have done too especially over the lockdown you know graduates and and they say you know or, or people even auditioning for colleges and say, oh, how was it for you? And I, I only auditioned for two. I didn't get into one of them. And people are so shocked to hear that. So I think people will really identify the fact of how difficult that that process is. But it's not the end. If it doesn't work for you, that's okay. You'll find yeah. a different way. Or, or it's not your, your year to do it. Go back and try another year. So I think that's brilliant. Absolutely. Well, it's I mean, not brilliant that you didn't get in. but it's No, no but it, it kind
1: of <laughs> is. Because if I had got in... I do think this, if I had got into somewhere, I really, 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 really wanted to go to Guildford because GSA had just merged with the University of Surrey. So you lived in halls and you had mm. the, that university experience as well, which I was kind of craving. So my friends were going off to do that. And my brother was at uni and I was, you know, hearing all about it and how amazing it was. And, and when I didn't get in there, I was like, oh no, that's just awful. Um, and then I didn't get it recalled. Anywhere, like literally anywhere, and I was like, "Oh gosh, wow, okay." But if I had gone, say, if I had got into Guildford or into um any of the places that I auditioned, who who knows whether I would have gone into an audition room for Les Mis with the same confidence mm. or with the same personality or with the same like? Maybe my voice would have changed if through training or you know any any of these things. I have no. It's like that sliding doors thing, isn't it? If you one of those like changing like life life path things. But um but no, I did I did X Factor and then immediately uh afterwards the management company kind of said to me, What do you wanna do? And I was like, Musical theatre. Find <laughs> me a way. Find me a way to do musical theatre. You were
0: young um, though, when you did X Factor. I mean how old were yeah, you? Yeah, I was
1: seventeen, eighteen. 18 <gasps> uh, through That's the process.
0: Brutal but, yeah. to go through such a high profile program when you're so young i mean i talked to joe McKeldry a lot about this as oh, well did he, you? Yeah. he was very young too yeah I, I guess it's such a machine it's huge it's massive but i guess in a way the innocence of youth or the innocence of your uh, uh, of, of your you know being so young I guess you just, I mean, did you just take it all in your stride? Yeah,
1: we just did it. I've spoken to Joe about this because we're we're the same school year. So we were the exact same age going into it. And he was in it for a lot longer than me. And he was a lot more savvy than me. He was kind of, you know, he was, I was just going, yeah, sure. Or no, I don't like that or whatever. And he really kind of, he knew what he was doing. He knew who everyone was. And I was just like a child going, (laughs) <laughs> and, but now we've spoken about it and I really don't think that if I did X Factor now as an adult and I hadn't done anything before in terms of performing or anything like I well professionally or you know on a big on a big stage like that I think I'd be absolutely terrified yeah and I was yeah. scared don't get me wrong I remember going on to the stage to do my first audition And looking out into the arena and it being like the four judges looking perfect and pristine and they're so beautifully lit. I remember thinking, (laughs) it's like watching a huge TV screen. I literally remember the thought going through my head and then thinking, oh, crap, they're going to see my knees shaking because my dress was just above my knees. And I was like vibrating. Mm. Um, You can't see my knees shaking. I did check. (laughs) Uh, But but, yeah, I I was terrified. I was. But when the first one went well, I was young enough to go. They like me, they like me, they really like me, it's Sally Mm -hmm. Fields. So I kind of went with that until they didn't anymore. And then I I absolutely gave them what they wanted. I cried and I was upset and I was like, why is this happening? And what have I done? And everything that they wanted from their contestants at that time. And then I was in the bottom two with Jedward and Jedward got saved and I got sent home. And it was potentially the best thing that could have happened to me because then it was... It was in a time when the show was... It was huge. It was a huge TV show. It was and, massive. You, I, I used to watch it religiously. Religiously. And so when I came out of the show, it was at a time where people really still believed in the show. I, I think it's slightly different now. Mm. So when a person that they deemed, you know, maybe a bit better than their position in, in the getting kicked off the show, and like I came eight, maybe people thought I should have been in it for longer. Mm. They wanted... They wanted to talk about that and they wanted to see me or hear me sing and so for work it was great it was great like in the time <laughs> um and there's the controversy of it, it was um was uh, an interesting thing to be a part of and then that was when I went oh okay cool it's tv like there was like maybe a series of like 10 events that I'm I won't go into now but like little specific things that I remember thinking oh that's weird or now I'd go
0: cool I see exactly what you're doing but I was a baby yeah you and and I think for that reason going into it as a as a like a professional when you've worked a little bit and then perhaps going into into that machine would be a lot more difficult because you would be so much more aware of Mm -hmm. things that are going on yeah Um, I mean read into that what you will people but (laughs) it's 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 difficult because at the end of the day, it is it is a TV program, and when when you watch other TV programs like that, you just it's hard. I think it's hard to not have an opinion of. Oh, it's, uh, it it should be about the talent, and yeah. a lot of the time, it's not. You know, it's yeah. about it's about popularity know, and personality. It really and, is, it and that is part is. of it as well too, mm-hmm. that is part of the career too. It is
1: part of it, but what's what's interesting, what I find difficult to watch and to swallow now with it is the inviting by producers to get smacked yes. down publicly so a, a young girl young girl of 17 going on uh, another show like that this year uh, singing the absolute living crap out of a song mm. who'd been invited there to have no, no joy with her auditions. So she got told no, basically. Uh, and it's televised, and you can kind of see it in her eyes going, Do I say something? Do I do I And know. she just then turns around and walks away, and she did the right thing, and she did an incredible job. She sounded amazing, she looked amazing. She it was just full of like smiles and joy. But my god, I just I was so angry for her. Yeah, I was yeah. so angry. Yeah, um, but doesn't stop me sitting down the next week and watching it again. And watching it, yeah, it's a
0: difficult one, isn't it? It's really, it's a tough one, especially mm. because we, what we do is that, and we we support exactly. everybody that does. It. And our industry actually is, although people might not think it, it's very friendly, and I think people have a lot of love for each other. I mean, it, I think people think there's the the showgirls moment of we'd all push each other down the stairs, but actually. <laughs> It's a really friendly business, and we all yeah. like if somebody gets a job. I'm the I'm first to message and go, amazing, brilliant news, yeah. and I'll come and support. And I feel that from from you, from lots of my close friends, you know that that reach out and congratulate. And there is a there is a sense of unity, and I think that's really difficult. Then when you see you know these big shows kind of do those yeah. those things, but you know anyway. But yeah so mm. coming out of. Let's leave that behind coming out of next <laughs> <Yeah>. chapter. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah. you said you wanted to do musicals. You wanted to do I always is, wanted to do it. Yeah. Ironically, uh coming off a massive show like that, you would think that you would follow that pop star route and because you've had that platform and that exposure, because then what many people do is do that route first and then go into theater because they know it's mm-hmm. a natural kind of progression, but you what you wanted to go to theater. That's amazing.
1: Yeah, I did. I, um, I mean, of course there were conversations when you when you did the show and if if you came out in like a way that similarly to the way that I came out of the show, there was conversations and there was record labels and there was deals on the tape and there was all this kind of stuff. But I'm I'm a person that I'm I'm a good singer. I sing well. I don't have a voice that was made for rock or made for pop or made for death metal do you know what I mean I'm, I don't have a very specific lane so when they were saying to me what do you want to do in terms of music or like pop music or whatever I was like well if you put me in a girl band I'd have a great time if you want to put me as the front of a you could like sing anything. small little rock <laughs> band I'll do it but <laughs> uh, but and I genuinely enjoy all of those things and so they and I think people found that a bit like tricky they're like oh well, what where do you what do we you? do with you? Yeah. Um, and even working with some really incredible people, they didn't know what to do with me. Mm. And so that, whilst that was still kind of going on on the side, the thing that I've always loved and always wanted to do is be in musicals and be on stage and learn how to be a better actor and performer and find out about eight shows a week. And that was always in me. So I said to my management, I'd, I'd really love to go into musical theatre. Do you think there's any agents that would that would maybe want to meet, I'd had an agent previously, um, where when I lived in Cardiff, but I'd never really had any any work or anything like that, so I'd said that, and I said, shall I go back to them, and they were like, oh no, absolutely not, absolutely not, we're taking you to the top people, to... and they were very kind of, she, I mean, she was brilliant, my agent. They had no idea because it wasn't their world. Mm. But um, they were very kind of protective and supportive in that environment, which which people don't really talk about much, uh, especially <laughs> with that particular company. Um, but they were great to me. They really were, and they really kind of held on to me and, and, and made it work for what I wanted. Um, but, yeah, so I went off and I met with uh, my agent, whose assistant at the time is now my agent and has been for maybe nine years or so wow, now. and he's amazing. left that agency and set up a company by himself and um he was at my wedding and he's a great friend as well you know so it's it's been a great thing um audition for les mis was auditioning for eponine that was my first audition and in the finals um they, they kind of looked at me and said would you would you like to audition for cassette as well and i was like sure That's a brutal
0: change (laughs) in a final. That (laughs) normally happens early
1: on. This happens to me all the time, and it is that uh, it happened with Frozen. Finals for Frozen. Can you also sing for Anna? I'm like, "Um, yeah, of course I can. Instantly, then I go, cool. You've got two or three people that you prefer, and that's fine. So you want to see me for something else? That's fine. I'm not going to get every job I go for. I'm completely aware of that. But it's that. It's that. Sitting in different lanes, like I'm, I'm not very specifically one or the other. because you, know,
0: you're too it... talented, you can do too much. Oh, some... I'm just but, so good, Kate. Well, but you know what? I, I actually believe that sometimes that's not and that's not very helpful because you don't go in yeah. and you're not like oh this is exactly. our perfect this is our specific person when yeah. you can kind of go yeah I can do that and I can do that and I can that's sometimes yeah. more difficult because mm. I mean, I remember singing for both witches originally in, in yeah. Wicked yeah, I, I So for yeah. both of them I mean I probably mm. look a little bit more Glinda because of the blonde but there's no way i <laughs> but oh it's God. a similar thing you know you've
1: said it now Kerry it's out there
0: it's happening <laughs> no, not a chance you're gonna have
1: a court, please Too well, not a chance please. absolutely not <laughs> not in a million years um but yeah no so it does it does happen it's happened a lot of times and that time it, it went well and I got the job and I did it for a year and um now I'm going back 10 years later, to play my mum in the
0: show. I'm so excited about this. I'm so excited. I did
1: my photo shoot um, very recently and I was beside myself, Carrie. I didn't really want to believe that it, I, I know they like you know they do casting announcements and things like that, but at the
0: minute I just don't believe anything. Until, uh, yeah, so <laughs>
1: I'm literally on stage clutching the locket or holding
0: the pie or whatever yeah, it is. Yeah, well, and we just, normally feel like that anyway because things change, yeah. but even more so at yeah, the moment because exactly. you just don't know how what's going to go. Yeah. So, um, uh, I, we'll jump back in a minute, but let's talk about Le because I'm. I mean, this must be so exciting. Having having oh. done it before and then be doing it i mean it's it's the concert version one right in the, yes yeah and yeah. it's in the west end it's playing fontaine i mean you get to sing that song you get to oh. sing that song
1: i'm gonna oh, dream, dream i'm gonna dream the dream so hard you just won't even believe it i'm so like my dad said when i got the job he sent me a text saying uh, i can't believe i'm gonna watch you sing this in the west end having heard oh. you sing it upstairs since you were seven years old oh my god and it, every time he talks about it with me every time he talks about it with me he cries and then I cry and then someone else cries (laughs) oh god but it genuinely is it's one it's that it's one of those roles isn't it it's for me also it's like if I ever get to do Wicked and those kind of roles that I've grown up like going oh my god these incredible women and characters and songs and and this is really one of those for me so I'm a little bit beside myself. I'm really. I'm doing a lot of work with my scene teacher at the minute to, to calm down a little bit about it because I really go for it. <laughs> <I> need <some laughs> calm down. Uh, but yeah, it's. Um, I don't really know what to do with myself. I'm very, um, very happy.
0: And so, are you going in for a period of time? Because are you not going back into waitress?
1: Well, waitress is closed in the West End now. Waitresses oh, it's will not gonna come married. back. No, no. Um I'm gonna be with the concert until the concert closes in September. So I'm I'm booked to do to do that to the end. Um and then there's a couple of potential of what happens next things after that. So um but yeah, I mean I'm I'm just thrilled. When I was originally booked for it, um it was just before Christmas last year when the mm. concert was happening with um with Alfie and Michael and Carrie Hope Fletcher was playing Fontaine and she was going off to play Cinderella, Cinderella. for Andrew Weber Webber and so they, they extended the concert by two weeks because it sold out and Carrie couldn't do the extension so I went in and auditioned and um, got the job and I was supposed to do two weeks of the concert and then I went for my costume fitting and then the next day it was back into yeah. tier seventy two or whatever it was. <laughs> so the show all the shows closed, and I thought, oh, it's gone, it's gone away. So this is the thing: we just don't believe anything anymore. Yeah, it's
0: so hard. And then
1: when oh, when was it in February when they announced this kind of roadmap and they said um, May seventeenth we can start to have you know venues open again. I thought there was a, this little fire in me going, please don't get excited. <laughs> don't, just, because maybe carrie can do it and it is her job and you were just doing a tiny little bit and they have no alliance to you and um but carrie's doing cinderella of course so when they rebooked the show they called and said we'd love her to come and do the full run so it's like three or four months now which is just and i I never i never thought i was going to do that i thought it was two weeks in and out see you later thank you very much on you know onto the next or whatever, so yeah, I'm thrilled.
0: Oh, I'm gonna have to come and see it. I missed the concert yeah, one do. before, but I'll have to come and watch it. Um, I'll definitely come, but before you finish anyway, that'd be brilliant. Um, talk me, talk to me about so. What was the first? What was the first musical that you did? you know, the first, I guess, the first tour, the first musical tour. Was it Legally? No. So
1: no. So the the first musical I did was Limit's in London. Then beyond that, then I did I went and did a show at the fringe in Edinburgh for like the month or so that you were up there. Then I didn't work for just over a year. And that was terrifying. That's hard. And that that was like a point of um, oh you have an audition tomorrow, and I go, right, okay hang up, hey mum, can you transfer me 20 quid so I can get the tube in tomorrow because I've got an audition and I can't afford it, literally, because I was living just outside London. Uh, And that was when I'd like have another job and I'd be on the telly. So I'd be working in a bar or something and they'd be like, what are you doing here? And I'm
0: like, thank Mm. you, that's so helpful. Thank you. Yeah, that's not (laughs) helpful at all. No, God. People um, don't realise how difficult it is, do they? Again, when they see that you've been on the television and you're a familiar face, people think that's it you're you're sailing yachts around there it is (laughs) champagne. they don't get it and and I think it's harder I I think it's almost harder in theatre because the jobs have to be available like you like you say you can sit out of work for a year and have to do something else and and Mm -hmm. not and that's really tough really difficult I don't think people realize how hard that is
1: it's something that I I find um, really interesting to talk to young aspiring musical theatre performers yeah. and theatre actors about because some people do just work and work and work and they go from contract to contract to contract, and that just does, wasn't happening for me. And I so I've I've really I've, I've got like pages of like musings from that time of just thinking and talking about how I was feeling and what I was doing and the work I was able to do and and I've kind of got that and I read it and I have it at the front of my mind so that I can talk to people about it because people need to be prepared to go cool I didn't get that massive huge ultimate goal job so now I've got to go and do a shift in the Italian restaurant down the road and you know it's it's you have to be able to do it you have to Mm -hmm. it's not a oh, you're a stronger person than me. It's, no, you have to buck up and you have to be able to well, do it. Do. Yeah.
0: Um.
1: But anyway, so I eventually, um, that I was auditioning for things and then uh, it was one of those situations, Carrie, where I hadn't worked in a year and then I had three finals in a day.
0: <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> so oh my, my God, I had, God, which is so stressful.
1: I know, <laughs> I know, So I was running around London with my poor agent ringing me going, are you in a taxi? Oh I was like, no, no, I'm getting on the tube. I've got to go, I've got go. God. So I'd go like, I'd go... I had, first thing in the morning, Perilous, I had Wicked.
0: Oh, that's brutal.
1: Then I had, <laughs> I know, and bear in mind I was like 12 as well, so I, was like, <laughs> I can't sing this anyway. Then I had We Will Rock You for the World's Arena Tour. Oh, my God. Then I had, in the afternoon, the Spice Girls musical, was the, Viva Forever, so it was yeah. final for that. And bearing in mind for that, we'd done like, like rounds and rounds and rounds and improvs and characterization. and we have done loads of stuff and it was going really well because it's kind of like perfect for me it's like pop musical theatre mm-hmm. that kind of like bracket um, and I went on the tube from We Will Rock You to Spice Girls and I knew I had that lunch break to get myself ready and everything so I was like I'll change i had like you know my makeup and everything and my lash and, <laughs> and I was going to change into like you know girl power and get the, (laughs) get the eyeliner off and everything. And I got to, um, it was at Dewarwood Space and I got there and I was like, well, I'll go to the bathroom now. And I've left my bag on the tube. (gasps) No. And I had like no money, no No, option, nothing, everything. I couldn't just go right. Okay. I'll just go and buy myself. Like I had like my tube cards (gasps) And oh, no. that was it. It was in like my pocket, and I had my headphones. I was listening to the song that I was going to sing and everything. And that uh, was it. I was just <laughs> so I went in in like my black shorts with my fishnets and my big chunky boots. Oh, no. And I was like, <laughs> "If you want to be my lover, like giving it how?" Didn't get it. Um, I didn't get any of them. They all uh. went away. And then a couple of weeks later, the girl who had been offered rock you turned it down. So they came back to me and said, would you like to do it? And I was like, yes, please. Yes, thank you. Yes, I'll go. Um, And so I went off to do Rock You on the World Arena Tour playing Meat Loaf, which I loved, which was just the best thing because it's such a fantastic role. You get an amazing song. The only moment of calm in the whole show, really, that's not like sexually charged or any, you know, it's just, it's just pure... Ah, oh, let's appreciate these amazing people. That's and great, I just got to stand it? there and sing that song. It was just brilliant. Um and yeah, got to travel the world. And then whilst doing that, of course, then you're in um you know Denmark or Turkey or whatever, and then you get a can you come back for an audition no, tomorrow? No, and you're like, yeah, no. okay. Um so to like the second half of the tour, um like my one of my friends Lauren Lauren Samuels was playing Scaramouche. So the pair of us, we're, we're the same casting. So we'd Thomas. both be getting on an EasyJet or a uh, Thomas Cook at the time or whatever. And so we did a lot of it together. And then, you know, Wicked came around again and we both went back for the final. Neither of us got it. And um, <laughs> oh so like, it was just like, it, it just goes and goes and goes. And then I managed to blag myself uh, an ensemble spot on the American Psycho musical at the Major.
0: I Which... saw that. I read about that. I didn't know you did that. I mean, I, yeah. what a brilliant thing to do! Like, I know it's oh. a bit kind of off the beaten track from where your, you know, where your journey was going. But what a brilliant thing to do! I love the Almeida mm. for a start, mm. and that jobs like that come with massive credibility, don't they? It's, it's
1: yeah. It changed good... things. It did change things for me because until then I was, you know, I was getting a lot of. Well, she's here. She's auditioning for this because she's been on the X Factor or whatever. And when, when you get a job at a prestigious venue with an amazing director and an original cast of something, that goes away anyway. But particularly because I was ensemble, and I had no named character in originally, I was the only ensemble member. So there was all of these, you know, Matt Smith and um, like amazing people playing the leads. And I was like, I can't believe I'm here anyway. And then there was this one day where I realised that everyone had a character name, apart from me, because I had like Four or five little cameos as, like, you know, this prostitute that he then kills or whatever. And, you know, like, all these little bits, which was brilliant. Um, but my agent rang him up and was like, can you just give her a name in the programme? So she's not <laughs> the only one. And they did. They did. They were brilliant. But it was one of the best jobs I have got to say, Carrie, because I learned so much. Mm. These amazing actors that would sit in note sessions at the end of the day. They'd ask a question and I'd write down their question, and be like, Why have they asked that question? I was really like, What's happening? Let watch yeah. everything, really yeah. try and learn. And it was difficult, it was a difficult show because it's a tiny little venue. We were doing a full musical. I was dancing. Um, but I had Holly James was our, our dance captain, and I just uh, even now, if I'm doing any dancing, I just think, what would Holly do? <laughs> what would Holly do? So I just used to kind of follow her around and go, cool, okay, well, what, is this what I'm doing now? Yeah, great. And But it was brilliant. And it just kind of changed things in terms of what I would get seen for and how seriously I was taken when I walked into an audition room. And, mm. you know, it just, it just kind of shifted. So then I started touring. Um, that's when I became a professional living out of a suitcase human. Um, it's brutal, I isn't it? In- it's hard. Oh, you've done, You've definitely paid hard. your dues
0: with that. It re- you've done I think, lots. Of
1: I think so. Shows. Fine. I do. I do. Finally, think now that I. I. Do, I deserve to have my job because mm. we get that imposter syndrome, don't we? And I did, really did have it for a long time. But um, I did Ghost the musical in China yes. for a long time. Uh, I did Ghost in Singapore and Macau and Taiwan. God, what else did I do? I did loads of stuff away. Um... I can't even think what else I did at the time. Then the thing that um, that stuck me back in the UK was Legally Blonde at Curve, so I went into audition for Paulette, weirdly, at, at for Legally Blonde at Curve, um, and I I knew the guy who was playing the piano for the audition, and I'd seen his name on the sheets, so I texted him the night before and I said, "Do you think it would be all right if I sang for Elle instead? Like, what's the room like?" And he was like, "Listen, you do you if I." just do what you want kind of thing and so I took that as a yes you do what you want and I was like
0: okay so I
1: went in in like my little white dress with my pink heels and I was very much there for, for a reason and I went in and Nikolai is so gorgeous and mm. he kind of greeted me and he was you know he gets up and gives you a hug and sits you down and talks to you about life first and then he said so we sent you some of the Paulette material and I said you did but I wonder if you'd mind if I sang for Elle and he was like, "No, of course, do, do if that's what you think you're right for." And I was like, "Yeah, I don't mean to step on any toes or anything. I just, mm. I just thought, once well, soon as I'm here, mm. uh, it would be great to give that a shot." And he was like, "Yeah, sure. What do you want to sing?" And I was like, "So much better." And he was like, "Okay, great. So go I, big, I sang go so big, or better. go home." Um, <laughs> and, well, why not? Why not? I sang that, and then I've got, I've got a call the next day so then I got the job. Amazing. Simple as that. Which never did you then happens. sing the other
0: material, <laughs> or did you just sing? No, no
1: no we just did that and then we read some of the scenes but I mean I loved that musical again in the West End you're theatre kid here I saw every L I saw every cover Sheridan yeah. Smith knows who I am because I fangirled her in that show I met her so many times <laughs> at stage door and then one day she was like don't I know you and I was like well I don't know maybe I've, I've seen the show loads of times she was like no you were on the X-Factor and I was like Okay, cool, worlds colliding, my fangirl <laughs> <laughs> moments with my actual job, this is uh, really embarrassing. Has. But yeah, I loved the show, so I knew it and I knew what I would have wanted to do mm. if I'd played that character. So it was it was one of those things. But, but yeah, so I did that there. Then I went off and did Rent. Uh, then whilst I was in Rent, I did Eurovision. Then I did Wedding Singer. Then I went back and did Legally Blonde on tour. So it's just loads and loads and loads of things. And then at the end of the Legally Blonde Tour, I said to my agent, Look, I love what I do, but I need to sit still yes. for a minute. This is getting ridiculous. I I think now is the time to take the risk. And there was a couple of tours that kind of came a knocking on the door, and we were like, We're gonna say no.
0: And I hate, I hate doing it. I hate it so hard. Now. I can't isn't it? bear it. It's so difficult. It's so I, I, I talk about this a lot to people, you know, but even in, I remember talking to Anita Dobson. Was on our mm. I was, I was on our season, and she, she talks about you know being a working actress, and you just you just go out and you say yes, and you go and you whatever the challenge is, and to actually make a make a stance and say no to something is a really difficult thing to do because you're always in that oh well, what's what if nothing else comes or what if I don't? Mm-hmm. and it's a real real difficult thing to do, but sometimes you have to you have to say no, or else if you do go off on that tour. You might not be available for that role that comes up and then sits you in a West End show. It's it's difficult. Yeah. It's really hard.
1: Well, this that's the thing. I kind of I'd had a chat. I'd you know just got married and we'd settled and we were. I'd gone off straight. I got we got married and then I went off and did Legally Blonde in the same week. <laughs> it's not. I'm not even exaggerating. Oh my God. Um But but yeah. So we just had a chat throughout the, time and the tour. Was really difficult. As well, it was brilliant. It was brilliant, but really hard work. And I was just exhausted from like the previous eight years or so of running. So I said, we'd said, is it all right between us if if I don't do this for a while and if I do something else or you know try and do concert work? So I was getting to that point where I could do you know, you know one a month would get me enough money to pay my bills at least. And so we decided to do that. And never did I expect the thing that would come up to be so special, but it was waitress. So thank God I said no to those couple of jobs, because otherwise, again, it's like the if if I had gone to theatre school, who knows where I'd be. Yeah. If I hadn't done Jenna, yeah. one I would have been unbelievably devastated that I didn't get the opportunity to even audition, yeah. because it, it that like you say, being available is is something that we don't like to to do, mm. um, but you have to you have to you have to make those decisions. But also I would have. I would have forever thought, I'm right for that.
0: Yeah. Do you know what yeah. I mean?
1: Like, I, I could have been in a, an audition room for that and I could have done a good job. Whether yeah, yeah. I got the job or not. Yeah. I yeah. could have gone in and given it a damn good go, you know? So, um, so yeah, when uh, I was in Italy with my family for my dad's 60th and we were on a boat, <laughs> boat trip <laughs> and um, Gavin rang me up and said, so, um, waitress, having me sent him like, three emails when it was announced it was coming to the UK being like can you get me seen will they see me is it going to be all right because I knew that there had been you know taped auditions the previous year and things like that and they started talking I started hearing whispers like oh they're going to be auditioning for waitress and I was like get me in. Mm. please get me in. can I go yeah, yeah, even yeah. if I just turn up can I yeah. go um and so he rang me and said, So waitress, and I was like, say no more. And I hung up the phone and I put my headphones in. That was it for the whole holiday. I was like, learn everything about this woman. Mm. Who is she? Where did she come from? I read Sarah Borellis's autobiography book about the songs that she's written. There's a chapter in it about she used to be mine, which is just brilliant. And she sings a bit of the song at the start of the chapter in the audiobook, and then she tells you about how she wrote it. And so I just found it incredibly helpful. I came back to the UK and um my acting coach uh had a really personal connection with waitress because her, one of her uh, her cousins was best friends with the woman who wrote the the movie. Wow! So she was like, "I know waitress really well, so let's sit down, let's go." This was before my first audition. I was so adamant I wanted to go in and do the best job possible. Mm. Um, but yeah, so I just I, I really dived in. That's so good. Jumped. I jumped. That's so good. I jumped. That's amazing. <laughs> uh, but yeah. You, got to sometimes haven't you just to think right I've done everything I possibly yeah can't. I think so
0: and if you if you've got that drive to mm. do it and the and the time to do it why not you know that's that's amazing mm-hmm.
1: and like didn't I have the time I wasn't doing anything else <laughs> <laughs> I was literally like mm, no I've decided I'm going to remain available <laughs> crickets yeah <laughs> crickets. it's hard. But, it is yeah. hard so
0: so I guess um is there stuff that you haven't done i mean you've dabbled a little you've done uh, a few little tellys and a little you know you've done music you've done your own one woman show you've done your album you've done musicals is there anything that's like uh, you know you're like well that's the role or that's the tv show or is there something that you haven't done
1: yeah yeah there's a couple of there's a couple of specific roles that i would really love to play whether they come around for me or not I, who knows but um but yeah there are, there are specific roles but i i really do when i met my acting coach she actually she passed away last year so um bless her she's she's not here anymore but she really changed the way that i think about storytelling and Analyzing a script and becoming a character and the way that they think, the way they move, everything. Because bearing mind, I, I have no training. <laughs> I'd done, you know, all the the stage coaches mm-hmm. and things as a child, but I'd never had any professional training. So when I met her, I think it was like two thousand and eleven or something. Um, I just gradually started to love acting more and more and more and more. So I'm. I want to learn. I want to keep learning, mm-hmm. and I want to be out of my comfort zone and try things and. Um, be told no you're wrong let's 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 break that down and figure it out and I think the way that that's going to happen if I'm able to in a work environment is to do things that make me feel really uncomfortable because I have no idea how to do them so you know like a straight play or a Shakespeare mm. or a farce yeah. or, and I don't I love it I would love the challenge and I love watching them mm. I love the pieces. I just wouldn't know how to do it. You
0: so, um, would. you would. So you yeah, would. I I, I musicals you'd, you'd without the music. You go, wouldn't you? <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's what I love. <laughs> Take your tap shoes off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, I mean I I kind of I, but then there's this this thing now with teaching that I, I really love it. I really do love it. So going forward, that's gonna um I it started as um would you like a singing lesson, lesson at gmail.com kind of thing um and now it's lucy jones academy and it will forever be and i'm hoping to well i've got plans for for that business and whether i'm working or not working it will be able to run Mm. and i will i love it i love it so i'm really hoping to expand that and and learn more about that as well so
0: good that's so good what uh, a few more because i could talk to you all day obviously but um a few more um (laughs) First of all, vocal health. Like when you start to do those big shows, like Waitress and Legally Blonde, especially, have you ever had any dramas with your voice? And if so, have you? How have you dealt with it? Because the pressure of singing a show like Legally yeah. Blonde eight times a week, and if if you're doing it for a year or however long you're doing it for, there are the odds you're going to get tired, you're going to get a cold, you're going to get mm-hmm. run down. And the pressure that people are coming to see you because you're on the bill, how, have, you, have you had that and how have you dealt with it? Yeah,
1: it's, it's very real. It's very real pressure and it's very, um, it's very personal mm. pressure as well because literally nobody else that's there or around you understands it. You know, the, the, there's probably two or three people in those positions, in those situations that I could ring who are not like you. Or do you know what I mean? Like people like you that do the same mm. thing, like put per- like my husband, my agent, even like you know your family. If you if call them up and say, oh I can't, I'm not I'm not going to be able to do the show for the next few days. Oh, but Auntie Jane, you know, what I, I mean? know. <laughs> and it's just a different, it's a different thing. So it's a very personal pressure because nobody else can help you, you know, alleviate that. And I really used to find it difficult, and I would really try and soldier on. But there comes a point where you're it, it was Legally Blonde that really did it for mm. me, where you you're running it's it's a sprinted marathon, Legally Blonde, especially when you're doing uh, you know, the the full choreographed version and, and it was it was insane. It wasn't a being lifted, doing a little salute. No, a, a Nick show. Winston version, it was hip-hop, mm-hmm. you know, we, we were full on, and I don't know how to do, <laughs> um, so it was, it was full on, and when I started that on the tour, um, I just one day had this realisation of, people always say, you know, you're only human, you know, you can go off if you need to go off, and I had this one day where, unfortunately, there was, there was within the company, there was, there was a pressure, that, which there always is, but there was a pressure there as well because early on in the tour, my understudy didn't have any costumes. They hadn't, they hadn't made her costumes God. and they hadn't prepped for that. And suddenly it, it became like a, there was a little part of me that was like, that's not my job. I, I'm, she's there because she's brilliant mm-hmm. and she can do the job. So, therefore, if I can't do my job one day, it's her yeah. job. So, it's not my job to worry about whether she's got the right shoes mm-hmm. or not, yeah. you know. And, and bless her, she, she, I think she would have done it in her trainers, but she, she's brilliant. Uh, and I just, there was just something in me that went, no, I'm not doing it today. I can't. I'm exhausted. And she's brilliant. So, there sort you go. <laughs> the audience will love yeah. the show. The audience will love the show. I'll be back tomorrow. And I'll be better for it, or I can do the rest of the week at twenty mm-hmm. percent and crack and mm-hmm. worry, and then just makes it yeah, worse. It um, but the the thing that um, when I was doing waitress uh, over Christmas and New Year, um, I didn't. Ha- there was extra shows in schedule, and I wasn't scheduled any shows off. And they just kind of said, you know, if if you need to take a show off, then you take a show off, ad hoc kind of thing. And the child in me went, "No, I can do it." And I pushed myself too hard. And uh, I, I didn't hurt myself. My voice just stopped. Yeah, it, it, there was nothing wrong. It just went. Take a breath, <laughs> and so I had yeah. to stop. Um, and I, I went. I started working with Dane Chalfin, uh, who I just think is a Dumbledore. Like he's amazing. He's absolute wizard science god Allah. He's just amazing. And I'm still working with him now, and I will forever work with him. He's brilliant. And he kind of talked me through, back to Mm. basics. Let's learn how to breathe again. Let's learn how to do this again. And that's kind of how I now teach, is let's strip it all back. Let's go back to the very core of what you do, which is when you breathe in, where does that Mm. breath go? How much effort are you putting into that? Physically, we want to make it as easy as possible. And I just never really... I knew how to use my voice and I didn't damage my voice, but I I wasn't doing it properly. Sadly, yeah. I just wasn't doing it properly. I wasn't doing it to the optimum health. And uh, now I I know, I understand how to do it, whether I'm going to do it or not, who knows. <laughs> That's what I mean. I'm going to get excited. I'm going to, dreams I cannot bear. I'm going to be giving it help. But I'm also now going to be thinking, because Dane's got that portion of my brain, this is how we do this so you can give it mm-hmm. hell but this is how we give it hell you don't just give yeah. it hell you know and it took me a long time to understand that um but yeah so I, I don't feel scared of jobs anymore there's certain roles out there that I've been like how the hell do people do that Alphabet being one I've asked you how do you do mm, it how, how did I you do it? it you know and, <laughs> oh, gosh.
0: just give oh, it we're we gonna pray <laughs> but
1: I wouldn't exactly exactly but yeah I mean it's still ridiculously difficult. Of course it is, and you live your whole life for your job. But I'm not scared yeah, of those things brilliant. anymore. And you know, because I understand how the sound yeah, is created yeah. and I understand how it's created safely mm-hmm. and, and I've I've this very powerful feeling when you go, Okay, I think I can I can sing that that show, and I think I could probably do it again the next day. Don't know about the next day, but I could then do it on the Thursday. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it feels like, oh, yeah. oh that's nice. Um and I think it's really and un- I've still come across like fully grown adults who go no I've never had a singing lesson in my life and I'm like you're a mug.
0: Yeah. Sorry, yeah. you're a
1: mug. There will come a time where that statement will come back and bite yeah. you in the arse. I don't care how naturally talented you are. If it's your job, like if imagine the doctor said that, no I went to uni. So it doesn't matter if, you know, medical science mm. progresses, I don't need to know it because I learned it when yeah, I was 19. Yeah, it's as I know. I know. We're not, you know, cutting into people's bodies, but we're we're doing some stuff to ourselves. Yeah, health, so, that's yeah. really good. Um,
0: have you had a Have you had a hard, like, what's been your lowest moment in your career so far? Ooh, so many times. <laughs> <laughs> but I it know really there's, there's tough times. Um, but is there a time that that is you know tough that sticks out that was you know more brutal? Yeah,
1: I mean, there, there are there are there are lots. It's a it's a industry where the highs are so high that when they're not there it's it's yeah. devastating and when things get you know taken away from you or whatever that early getting um the contract sorted for waitress mm. was was really difficult I didn't sleep for weeks and weeks and weeks but that wasn't like a really gutting moment I I knew that something was happening there and you know it would, we'd get there eventually it was just a little bit traumatic yeah, yeah. in the process yeah um actually do you know what um st- when at the, towards the end of my time at waitress when i um uh, my voice kind of went no no stop now um uh, i found that really hard really really hard to just sit and what it needed was rest, rest. not you know exercises it rest. or massage it needs or, you it just, just to needed, shut up for a week <laughs> does yeah exactly and I found that really difficult. Mm. I found it really, really difficult, especially as the uh, my concert was kind of coming up, and I had had no voice. And we'd done the set list, and it was into the unknown. It's always the way, though, it really isn't it? Is when you've got y-
0: you're at your height, and that's where you need to be. You need it to be working, and that's usually the point when it goes because of stress and overwork mm-hmm. and stuff. And it's it's such yeah. a catch 20 tweet too. It's so brutal, so brutal. I yeah,
1: get it. it is, but that so that was that was hard, but I mean, thank God for a, a year of a year, a year, off, of, year of rest. Um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> we'll exactly. all come out I like sunbirds. Right it'll be great. Me. Um, well, I thought that, but then with all the with all the uh, the free time, I've been belting every yeah, day. Don't I don't know about you, I've just if the house is empty, I'm giving it full whack. I've been you know? a
0: bit, a bit. Um, and what's been the best point? What's been the highest moment so far? Again, there's been loads, but. Is there one that sticks out?
1: Mm, yeah, I, I think getting an opening Legally Blonde at Curve was, was the big moment there because I'd been away for so long and I came back and I was like, can I do this? Is this too big for me? They're trusting me with a huge thing here and like it's, ah, and it's such a beloved show. And, um, and I'll never forget the, the, the phone call, getting the job. And then I'll never forget the first curtain call because the first show is like brrr, nothing. Can't remember it at all. Yeah, you don't. And then remember I remember it, yeah. coming on for my bow. No, and then I remember turning around and walking up stage to, and John Robbins was like, "You did it!" And I just think, oh. like, just like rumble. Um, and then probably that first show at Waitress because I just never thought it was going to happen. <laughs> So yeah, um, I've been really lucky. Don't get me wrong; I've worked very hard, but I have been lucky over the last few years that things have fallen into place at the right time, or you know, literally on the on the right hour of the day at certain times. It's it's insane how intricate these things are. It's like that buses and that like three yeah. finals in one day kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I've been really lucky. I have worked very hard, but I, because it goes back to that. I I really enjoy lots of different styles of music and things. So I've always kind of gone, yeah, I'll give that a go. That sounds fun. And some people, mm, is that the right career decision? I'm like, don't know. Sounds like a hoop though. And I love that song or whatever, you know, so I've done that. And, <laughs> um, I, I spent a whole year going to all the different butlins and havens around the country when I was about 20, uh, when I wasn't working. And uh, that was an education there was highs and lows even in that year that i could yeah, write a book yeah. about you know so it's yeah. it's uh, it's been a time <laughs> it's been a time and <laughs> i'm very very grateful for where i'm at and what i've had the opportunities to do and hopefully it will continue a little bit longer
0: Now, I can't let Lucy go without asking her my final question that I ask all my special guests. If you could look back at your 20-year-old self and give yourself a piece of advice that you've been given or you would give yourself, what would it be of how to keep calm and carry on?
1: Oh, I love it. How to keep calm and carry on. (laughs) So good. What would I say to myself? What do you
0: say to your students? I mean...
1: Well, so, so much. I just talk. (laughs) They're probably like, none of it makes any sense. Um, I think the the biggest thing for me that I've learned over time is that preparation for everything. If you've got a moment, rather than, you know, I have missed out on things personally or socially because I've gone, no, I really need to read this play or do you know what I mean and that and when I was young I wouldn't have done that um but the preparation for example for, that I did for my audition for Jenna I was petrified when I went in because I was meeting Barry Weisler and Sarah Borellis, and I was going into this room for a job that I desperately wanted and needed and if I hadn't the first question Barry kind of in Entered me into the room and uh, he said, So, how do you connect with Jenna? And I was like, Okay, I'm good. Because I'd yeah, done yeah. so much. If you'd just learnt the song or, you know, learnt the words for the scene and gone, Yeah, okay, Southern accent, cool. Then you go in and then those questions fill you with fear. But that question made me relax because I was like, I can talk for... I mean, I can talk for days anyway, but I can talk for hours about this. And I did. I was in there for an hour on that very first audition. And we talked and I sang and then we talked and I do a scene and we talk more. And I just... I wanted to show them that I understood her and that I wanted to Mm -hmm. be her for for them, you know? Um, And so I really do think that that preparation, if you really want something... And you want to feel comfortable in an environment, like any other job, mm. really. If you know what you're doing it makes and a you understand the context of it, 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 you do calm down and carry on because you you feel comfortable. You breathe a little bit slower because you're not mm. panicking and thinking, "Shit, what can I say? Oh God, what was that thing that someone said to me eight mm. years ago?" You know, it's it's. I've just done all this research. I've worked hard on it. I know who I want to portray through this, and yeah, this is the version of events that I want to do and so yes preparation Mm. somebody once said to me if you fail to prepare you prepare to fail and it was in a it was in a moment where I had prepared to fail (laughs) and um I was really angry in that moment but it's really stuck Mm. with me uh, and it's true. It's true. I, I hated that guy for saying that in that moment where I was I was doing a gig in Wales, an outdoor concert. I was supporting Ollie Murs, and I was doing my own stuff for the first time. And there was tens of thousands of people there. And halfway through the first track, my backing track cut out, um, and there was no live musician. So I had this out of body experience of like, have my ears gone weird? Like the music yeah. stopped, and then I was like. What do I do? And then I had a 45 minute set to fill. So I just did like took requests from the crowd and we all sang together wow. and like, thank God I was in Wales. Wow. <laughs> thank God Everyone brutal. was like, oh, a Welsh person. But I hadn't listened to it. I'd burnt, it was back in the day where you a burnt the CD. CD. I'd burnt the CD on my laptop and I'd just gone, cool. Well, that's the tracks on on my laptop. So that I've listened to them all a million times. But I hadn't listened to the CD, and there was a problem with the CD or with the yeah, way it yeah, burned or yeah. something. If I'd have put it on in the car on the way there and listened to it through the whole way once, wouldn't have happened. But. Hey, we grow, right? Well, we learn. Move. Well, that's Ooh. brilliant advice
0: though. That's really good <laughs> advice. Oh, Lucy, it's been such a joy to talk to you and catch up. And oh, I can't wait to come see you in Les Mis and see whatever is next for yes. you. And hopefully we'll get to do something together one day. That would be amazing.
1: Can you imagine? I would be on Cloud 89 all day I'd long. go back that in for Wicked
0: nice. to, to do Glinda if you were doing Alphabet.
1: <laughs> but that's the Can end of the <laughs> Can I get that in writing, please?
0: <laughs> oh, Lucy, it's joyous to talk to you. Have a wonderful rest of your week. I can't wait for you to start rehearsals and go into Les Thank and you. Uh, And it's been brilliant to talk to you. Thank you You're so amazing. much. Thank you, ah, Kevin. Well, that's it for another episode. Wow, we are flying by with this season. If you haven't checked out the rest of the season, please go back and have a little listen. There are some great interviews and great chats that I promise you won't want to miss. And also, of course, there is season one, two and three if you haven't caught up already. Big thank you to our sponsors, Bedfordshire Hot Tubs. We adore you and thank you for supporting us on this season. Of course, thank you to my producer, Martin. And a big thank you to Lucy. Good luck with everything. Go and see her in Waitress if you can, I promise you, you won't be disappointed. And of course, thank you to you, my listeners. I wouldn't be here without you. I love doing these chats. I love sharing them with you. So maybe leave us a review. I don't mind if you leave five stars (laughs) and give us a little comment because I love hearing what you have to say and who you're enjoying listening to. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week. I'm doing a very exciting workshop of a new musical at the moment, which is keeping me very, very busy. I will share more with you soon. Oh, watch this space. Okay, you lovely lot. Have a wonderful week and I will see you soon. And don't forget to keep calm and carry on. Bye-bye.